Hey, thanks for listening to The Fate of Ison, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast set in the fantastical made-up world of Ison and recorded in the fantastical made-up world of New Zealand. First off, thank you so much for downloading and listening to this first episode. We appreciate you taking the time to check us out, and we hope you enjoy our story, our characters, and our antics at the table. Uh, I'm Brad, the Dungeon Master, or DM. Before we introduce the players and jump into the game, let me quickly introduce the story and the world we'll be playing in. Ison is a world of adventure, danger, fantasy, and magic. Every 800 years, an immense wave of raw magical energy known as the Surge bursts forth from Ison's core. Rare people called wielders can harness this raw energy and use it to become powerful, almost godlike sorcerers without equal. However, if no wielders are present at the time of the surge, the raw magic comes to Ison untethered, causing catastrophic global destruction. Storms, floods, winds, earthquakes, and volcanic eruptions change the very shape of the world, bringing its citizens to the brink of extinction and leaving the few survivors to crawl from the rubble, starting civilization anew. The next surge is due any day now, and as yet, no wielders have been found. However, for most people on Ison, the primary concern is the ever-growing, ever-conquering Arkvale Empire. This once peaceful kingdom has spent the last few decades spreading across Ison's main continent leaving only a few independent kingdoms standing. Arkvale's most recent acquisition, Airedale, is a devout religious kingdom of Brun, the god of order. The premier of Airedale saw the inevitability of the Empire's success, and in the name of order, actively aided the Empire in defeating the neighboring kingdoms of Cyrus and Bruss, before laying down its own arms in surrender. Airedale opened its gates to the unstoppable Empress, and in doing so lost its autonomy, but was spared the gruesome conquest that had befallen the other kingdoms in the Empire's wake. A great number of Airedale's citizens were in open outrage at their leader's cowardice, and began protesting and rioting in the holy city of Brune, Airedale's rich and magnificent capital. These protesters were mercilessly slaughtered by a joint military force of Empire soldiers and Airedale's own Holy Legion. This led to the formation of the United Arkvale Resistance, an underground organization with the goal of undoing the Premier's cowardly decision and taking back Airedale from their new foreign masters. Hi guys, I'm Jules. I'm playing Molly Craff. Molly Craff is a 24-year-old half-elf bard who uh, is the youngest of her two brothers and her family is from like a cider craff orchard. Haha, <laughs> craff cider. Um, yeah, so she's pretty awesome. She's like an entertainer. She's been running around like in the world by herself for a while because she kind of lost her brothers like psych. Uh, they left her alone. That happens and I'm um, learning about how to be a badass so I'm looking forward to bringing her to the table <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just talking shit about my character um, I'm Oliver Scripps I'll be playing Banfor Watt who is a um, human barbarian he's a seven foot tall lanky as all hell 
slightly psychopathic um, street man. Um, he's been living most of his life uh, the rough way after being abandoned by his family at age two because he was weird. <laughs> he's, um, he's a fighter barbarian uh, and will essentially be bringing to the table weirdness and aggression. And that's all he has to offer. Oh, it's me. Uh, uh, howdy. I'm Josh Kingswood. Uh, I'm playing Trestle Spoon Durr, who is a, a roguish gnome. One of the roguish gnomes uh, in in the world. Uh, he's a bit of a rogue. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a sneaky. He's a sneaky young young gnome. Uh, in his spare time, he enjoys reading, mostly uh, Shane Austin. And, uh, but he's going to be on canon. this. He's going to be on this adventure, <laughs> and he'll be uh, around the campfire doing uh, sneak attacks. Uh, yeah. We can re-record these later. <laughs> it's good to get There's it. an author in this world called Janet Ostrin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's familiar with her works. Our story begins in the remote town of Farhaven, the westernmost settlement in the Holy Kingdom of Airedale. Farhaven is a small settlement at the foot of the western slopes, nestled in alongside the Lifeblood River and a large forest known as Haplands Wood. It has been one month since the Premier's surrender of the Kingdom to the Empire, and the citizens of Farhaven are just now beginning to feel Arkvale's presence. Small bands of Arkvale soldiers in their black and gold uniforms have been seen harassing shopkeepers, threatening men, women and children, and demanding free service at the local inn, the Mountaineer's Respite. Since the arrival of the soldiers a few days ago, a number of buildings have been torched to the ground, although thankfully there have been no casualties. Most Farhaven citizens assume the Arkvale soldiers lit the fires either as a means to scare the town into obedience, or simply because they're waiting for orders from the Empress and they're bored. Killian Rett, a high-ranking member of the United Arkvale Resistance, or UAR, arrived in Farhaven this morning and has been distributing flyers looking for new recruits to stand against the Arkvale Empire. So, um... At the start of this day, uh, Banfors sort of started the way he, he usually starts most days. Um, he's pretty much woken up in a, in a, in a midden, in a, in a sort of a trash pile, um, in an alleyway with um, a dog licking his face, um, which he's not, you know, stoked about, but also he's sort of a little bit too hungover and worse for where to stop the dog licking his face. Um, so he just sort of lies in for a minute and pulls some trash over him like a blanket. Does he have some idea of where he is? Like, is this his first this is, day waking up in Farhaven? Or? This, look, mate, every day's um, a new start for him. Uh, he, he just tends to wake up and take it as it comes. Um, Farhaven is a place that he's gotten to uh, fairly recently, and since he's arrived, he's pretty much um, just drunk, smoked, and ingested everything he can to... Um, make it seem like he's not living in alleyways. Okay. Um, he, he's gotten into a couple of scrapes with uh, local guards and doesn't have a huge amount of time for them. Has he encountered the Arkvale soldiers who've just arrived? He's encountered what were sort of black and gold blurs okay. um, in the middle of a blackout. And and he, he's woken up with a fair few injuries which were likely dished out by them, but he could neither confirm nor deny this. Um, so he's woken up, he's eaten some stuff he's found on the ground, and has started his day searching for a drink or a rock to smoke. 
Okay. Um, uh, Trestle Spoon. So you've been staying at the Mountaineer's Respite for the last few months. Oh, yes. Um, since it's owned by uh, goblins such as yourself. Yes. Not gnomes. goblins. Gnomes. My gnomes. apologies. Um, okay. Don't be racist. Um, <laughs> and um, basically on your lifelong search for your missing family you mm-hmm. ran out of leads and you sort of ended up here by default yeah. since you heard of um, these two gnomes who ran an establishment and were yeah. quite well known in the area and mm-hmm. you just decided this is as good as you were going to get for the time being oh yeah um, and so what are you, what are you doing on this day uh, well Yesterday was an early night, uh, <laughs> wasn't much on. Uh, they brought me some nice food this morning, but uh, pumpkin soup, like, not really what I was going for. You know, I'm more of a potato and leek guy, so that was disappointing. Uh, I had to put a lot of salt in it to kind of make up for that. But otherwise, it was just a quiet night and really, um, yeah, really bored, really looking for something to do, I think. Uh, just uh, keep my head down. Yeah, no new... Further down. No, further down, yeah. My head, my nose is scraping along the floor. Uh, and, uh, yeah, nothing... I'm at a bit of a loss of uh, things to do. Okay, so you don't have any plans for this day? No, I might go for a walk, but um, not not much. Okay, um, have you been doing anything to earn money over the past few months that you've been staying at the inn, or you've, you've just been doing it on goodwill? Oh, I clean the, the bathroom sometimes, but... It's a mess. It's a mess in there. Uh, I mean, some of these soldiers come in, there's... I don't even know how they project what they do onto the walls, but they do. Um, so they they give me um, uh, room and board for, for helping out. Yeah. Okay. Um, Marley, what are you doing on this day? Am I already in town? You tell me. Okay, tell me. Um... Well, you know, I'm a bit of an early riser, and I uh, decided that the town uh, that I was just in, I was kind of done with me. Uh, well, I was done with them, I mean. Uh, so I found a new town, um, walked into town really early in the morning, and, you know, I'm looking around for some kind of inn or something that might hire me tonight to play some music, basically. So I'm just kind of wandering around town looking for an inn. Okay. Alright, so uh, we'll, we'll go with that as our starting point. You are wandering around town. You Are you trying to keep a low profile from the Arkvale soldiers? You had a friend who was recently uh, brutally slain by Yes, but he was brutally slain because he wrote a shitty song about Arkvale soldiers. And, I mean, it was a great song. Actually, it was hilarious, but the Arkvale soldiers really didn't think so. So as long as I don't sing that song, I think I'm probably okay at this point. I'm not a fan of them though they're dicks but i'm not exactly trying to hide from them. yeah you're not one to keep a low profile in any but, regard yeah. mm. and uh, one of the only paying gigs in town i assume so you know. yeah i mean there's no point in me pissing people off i mean he was drunk at the time and he did a dumb thing didn't deserve to get killed assholes but you know bad life hashtag <laughs> okay so you go you approach- the oldie twitter <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag farting life. <laughs> you approach the door of the Mountaineer's Respite. It's uh, easily the largest building in the town. It's a big two-story, pretty much wooden box, uh, but very easily identifiable as an inn. Sweet. The words Mountaineer's Respite Inn over the door. 
Sweet. So it's pretty hard to miss. I can, I, I can, yeah, I can figure that one out. Yeah. Uh, my intelligence uh, skills aren't amazing, but even I have got that one yeah, now a lot. So, so <laughs> you looking for a place to stay while you're here in town? That seems your best bet. Yep. Um, you, I'm going to go on in. Okay. And you go on in and uh, there is a gnome there who looks obviously bored. And he's just sitting, not behind the bar, but just kind of on it. Okay. <laughs> Hello! My name's Molly Craft, and I'm like an entertainer, and I need like a place to stay, and you want to book me for your entertainment tonight. Uh, well, I mean, if you're the owner. I mean, are you the owner? Uh, no, no, no. I just, I'm just around. Uh, I'm just around here. You'll right. need to speak to. Right. Do you know where I can find the owner? Uh, they went out for for a bit. They'll be they'll be back they'll be back in a in a in a, in a minute. Uh, okay. Uh, is there anybody to get me any food then? Yeah, there's. I mean, a, there's, you're there's a bar guy. Yeah, yeah. Are I, you I it? Uh, no. I mean, you're I, sitting I wanna, on the bar. No, I don't want to touch any of the. Stuff. Your butt is literally touching stuff right now. No, but this is like a space. See, I have a little sign. I have a little sign that says my trestle spoons bar set place. I'm not allowed <laughs> anywhere else. That's your name, trestle spoon. Yeah, trestle. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Uh, hi. <laughs> Trestle spoon. You know what, trestle spoon? I'm gonna call you tr because trust sounds easier than trestle spoon. Okay, not yeah. even trestle. No, it's what my mum I mean, called me. Trestle was trestle was literally a table. You know, you're called tablespoon, right? Yeah, like yeah. tablespoon. Yeah, I'm you're aware. Yeah. Okay. Cool. On a bar. Yeah. yeah. You hear a voice coming from the back. Spoonie, is that a customer? Spoonie. Yes. Yes. It. It is. Qu- quick. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Okay, and then you hear you hear footsteps. Tom, 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 tom. They sound small but furious. Okay. I, I mean furious as in uh, powerful, not angry. And then up, out comes another gnome, and then hops up on a stool and stands behind the bar. And it is a gnome female. That's um, Trestle Spoon. You know as mm-hmm. Binky Twain, one of the two <laughs> owners. Like Mark Twain. Binky Twain. Sure. Alright. Uh, and <laughs> about the real she is a very well-known local person uh, personality. She makes it her business to know anyone and everyone. Uh-huh. And she's just a very big, fun person that most people like. Big in personality, obviously yeah. not stature. Uh, her husband, with whom she co-runs the Mountaineers Respite, um, Dindle Twain, mm-hmm. he is a lot more quiet and kind of just it stays in the background. Um, sure. Um, so you know them because you've been staying with them for a few months. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Binky says to you, Marley, uh, oh, new in town, new in town, need a room. Definitely need a room. You look like the lady to talk to. I sure am, Binky. And she reaches out her hand across the bar and she has, she has to like really lean really far <laughs> to try and reach you and still doesn't. <laughs> I lean right over the bar and I go, Marley Craft, you may have heard of me. Uh, I can't say I have, but I'm sure one day I will. <laughs> Well, you're hearing of me today, and if you're lucky enough, you'll hear me later tonight. I am an entertainer, new in town, looking for somewhere to play. Ah, that sounds excellent. It's excellent to me. There's a lot of bad things going on in town at the moment. Have you noticed the soldiers? Right bastards they are. Oh, I mean, I did notice them around there, and they're definitely assholes. They may have murdered my friend a couple of days ago. You know, just casually. Murder? Well, just between you and me, dear. There's been a lot of fires around here lately, and everyone suspects it's them, so I wouldn't put murder past them. Yeah, well, I mean, I saw it happen, so <laughs> fires is really not surprising to me. Hmm. 
Anyway, uh, you're looking for a room that will be... Uh, we can do uh, five silver a night. How long are you looking to stay? Uh, well, it depends on if I get employment here. Can we say one night and then I'll see how we go? Excellent. Uh, when I get some time later, dear, I'll, I'll get you to play. What What is it that you, you, you play? I play a... Uh, it's a... It's a trumpet, basically. A uh, trumpet? Yes. But I also do jokes, if you're interested. I'm a bit of a jester. Trumpet and jokes? Well, we haven't had anything like that here since uh, that old uh, trumpeting jokester was here last month. <laughs> <laughs> so it's becoming a more and more common uh, form of entertainment. That, sprite, oh, that, right. that sprite's nowhere near as good as I am, though. Uh, I know him. Spritey McSteam face, of course. Uh, he's, he's building a name for himself. Yes. Um, but I'm sure one day, Ma- Marley... Craft. Craft Cider. Marley Craft. You may have craft heard of Craft Cider. Yes, we, we used to sell Craft Cider, but uh, a few years ago it just kind of stopped production. Yeah, that may have been because my parents died. Uh, you know, <laughs> accidents happen uh, on an orchard. Them, a lot of them seem to follow you. Yeah, well, and it's, none of them are really my fault. Um, mm. But, you know, you, you make life... Uh, you make cider while the apples are good, you, you know? Put, you should put that in one of your skits. <laughs> uh, at this point, there's a, quite an audible thump as uh, Banfor walks face first into the doorframe <laughs> on his oh, way in. What on person <laughs> was that? And he, he then sort of backs up and sort of blinks quite a lot and then ducks through the doorway and, and sort of shuffles in. Um, with the dog still kind of following him. What is that smell? I, I think you're going to have a handful on your hands. I've seen this kind of time oh, before. Hello, hello, that's, that smells me. Hello. Um, do you have anything to drink? I'm quite thirsty. Well, we, we do have many things, if, if, if you have gold to buy. Um, yeah, on the subject of gold, um, I don't have any, but look, I'll, I'll, I'll literally do anything for a drink. Listen, there's nothing we, uh need help with around here. We already have someone for that. And she shoots a glare at Trestle Spoon, who's sitting there just picking his nose. Um, uh, Bamford looks at Trestle Spoon and goes, oh, Hello, little mate. Hello, where's your mummy? Hello, you're all out here working for yourself, Oh, dear yeah? God. Hello, little mate. What are you doing? Uh, Trestle Spoon raises one eyebrow in a suspicious manner and stares at the bartender as if to say get me out of this precarious situation <laughs> uh, then turns back to Bamfor and goes, hello! And he goes, hello, hello mate, and Tausers is here are you, do you want candy? Do you want candy mate? I don't have any but do you want one? I, I, n- 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 no, don't put me in your pockets with your old candy oh, is your mate, Okay, eh? um, Binky picks up on your signal mm. to basically save you and she says, oh Spoony um, I think Dindle's calling you from from the other room. Is he? want to go see what he wants. Oh, is Dindle calling us? So come along, mate. Oh, Make no. sure you're can, all right. Can, maybe someone could turn me to my room. That would be great. Oh, we got a room. Oh, is there a room? Why don't ban for you show her to the room? Oh, I'll I, show you the room. I I'm, don't know where it is. Could you help us at all, could, mate? Could maybe someone other than the drunk guy show me to the room? Okay, we'll, we'll have to settle the money situation a little bit later, dear, under That's other fine. circumstances. Uh, Spoonie, before you go see Dinlo, can you please take... Uh, what was your name again? Marley Craft. Marley Craft. Can you mm-hmm. please take the Marley Craft to her room? Yes, of course. Here's the key to room. Uh, we'll put her in four. It's, it's, it's nice. Four. And, it's freshly clean. The best room with the nice view. Come, Mali. Excellent. Thanks. 
Yeah. I'll, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch up with you guys later on, I guess, if you want to get dinner or something. I mean, I'm around. I'll just, I'm in the alleyway. I'm adjacent. Pleasure. Then. I'm adjacent. It's excellent. I'll, I'll see you in a bit. As for you, my dear friend, uh, I'll be happy to serve you a drink when you have some coin. Uh, a handy hint. The hawk farms on the northern paddocks are always looking for helpers. You don't need to necessarily be skilled. You look like a tough man. You could do a lot of good there. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Hawk farms. That's... A, that's. I've not seen my life going in this direction, but... All right. I'll see you in a few hours with some coin, I hope. Could you, could you credit me perhaps a little bottle or something for the walk? I can give you... Uh... A single wineskin, I think, just to get you there. Oh, lovely. Oh, that'll, just to that'll, enable you a little bit. That'll warm my little cockles and my little heart. Thank you, young okay. lady. Is your daddy around? I'm, he... I'm a fully grown adult gnome. Um, oh, you're a cute little girl. Um, that is right, you're bordering on offensive now. Um, <laughs> oh, take the wineskin and she hands you this wineskin that's really big in her hand, but then you take it and it's nothing in your hand. Oh, it's lovely. It's a lovely young lady that you are. Um, no one's called me young in over a hundred years. Well, you know, you're you're, you're, you're a child. <coughs> you're a small little child, and I'll be going. Okay, see you later. Ben for what has no idea that gnomes are a thing and just thinks they're all children. Uh, okay, that was that's the end of that scene. Uh, <laughs> I did not expect us all to meet all at once. Um, <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, Marley, so you go up to your room. Do you put your things down? Do you keep them with you? No, I put I put most of my stuff down. It seems like the sort of end that I could trust. Okay, to be fine. Cool. Except for they the, gave me a key. Except for the drunken barbarian. Yeah, but they gave me a key, <laughs> yeah. so I can like lock the door. I assume nobody's going in there. Cool. And um, all right, so let's assume you you just leave the inn without any issue um, and go wandering around town looking for someone to hire you. Yeah, cool. So I'm looking for other inns. I'm looking for signs that say like birthday party. I'm looking for um, literally any kind of meeting that I could go to and be like, hey, you want to pay me a few silver? I'll play you a few songs after your meeting. Or okay. This, this up, yeah. yeah, like this anything that's going on in town. So I'm just wandering around kind of lost and confused and getting s- down wrong alleys and you find you, know. you find an RSA hall, um, yeah. an AA meeting, yep. uh PTA gathering. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I grab a couple of biscuits from and cups of tea from some of them while yeah, I chat right. to people. I'm the quite ju- charismatic, so the, um, I'm having the, a chat. The state fair is in town. <laughs> um, Sweet. Yeah, so yeah, you come, you come across people, you ask around, you find out that the Mountaineers Respite is the only inn. Yeah. And by and large, it's the only like public room. Uh, so like uh, only like pub, only like gathering place that isn't some private residence or, or business sure. of another. You do find uh, that there might be possible opportunities to perform for any visiting um, wealthy merchants or, or nobles but the likelihood of that happening is pretty slim especially with Arkvale with this current Arkvale situation yeah and you walk into an alley and you overhear a conversation of two men talking and one of them is quite passionately denouncing Arkvale to the other one and basically like he's trying to give a sales pitch of anti-Arkvale about how they've come they've come to the kingdom of Airedale and they've, they've, they're they going to tear it down like they've torn down every other kingdom in their wake and, and they're evil they should be fought back and they should be fought back he keeps keeps drumming on that same point they should be fought back but no one's fighting back and you hear him say are you going to fight back and then you hear their other voice say well 
what can I do? I'm just one person. My what you know, try, basically trying to weasel out of any kind of show of strength against the empire. Sure. And I'm definitely intently listening because obviously I know it's wrong. If they kill my friend, yeah. You know? Yeah. Just roll stealth for me, just to see if you are staying hidden very well. Ooh. You no. most definitely are not. Um, nope. You that cough. is a two. You cough, and they both <laughs> stop talking, um, and then you hear a few footsteps, and they round a corner, and there is you. One of the men goes, oh, and then runs away, and you are left with just one, and he says, um, uh, hello, miss. Uh, Hi. How much of that did you hear? Um, you know, not much. Um, just a bit about, you know, uh, rising up against Zagvel. <laughs> Which, uh, which of course is something that all good citizens would do. Uh, would uh, do you agree with that? Uh, I don't really have a problem with it. Then here, take this, and he hands you a piece of paper, and on it, it simply says uh, the word Arkvale with a big line through it, uh, and at the bottom it says stand up, resist, and then in really scribbled quick handwriting it says Chapel of Brune, midnight. <laughs> Well, I mean, I like your marketing. It's strong, simple, clear. You've got a good image. Thanks. Uh, we, we had a whole PR team uh, slap that together. Um, we had uh, focus groups. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can really see the work that went into it. You let down by the, uh, you know, the scribble at the bottom, but uh, the scribble... Oh, you're, you're having a meeting. Cool. Do you need somebody to play at that meeting? <laughs> we need as many people to attend as possible. Well, I mean, surely with Marleycraft playing, you could write that on the flyer too. Um, I'll come along. Uh, sure. I look forward to seeing you. Uh, bring strength. Bring fortitude. Sh- yeah. I'm strong as fuck, bro. Bring a will to fight. Awesome. And then he scuffers. And I start singing, I'm tiger, it's the thrill of the fight. <laughs> Rising up and sing no more because we'll have to pay for rights. Yeah. Um, That's why I shut up. <laughs> okay, uh, and trestle spoon. You uh, so you're at the inn. You mm. kind of hid away from Vanfor. I did. I'm doing. You got a character voice. Yeah. Hey. I'm trestle spoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm cleaning out one of the toilets. Uh, right, mess in there. Uh, and and I hear these these young folks uh, come in while I'm just sweeping under the rug uh, in the toilet. There's a rug in the toilet because that's what gnomes do. We have toilet rugs. <laughs> uh, uh, and these young folks come in just as I'm cleaning and uh, I hear quite quite a muttering. I, I feel I'm doing your, your job. No, um, that's no, right. It's, that it's as much my job as it is yours. Uh, Feel free to um, speak as Trestlespoon when he speaks. Okay. Um, you don't have <laughs> to voice I can do. as a narrator oh, of your I feel your... <laughs> I'm looking about the room. <laughs> I'm rolling my dice now. Um, <laughs> just make sure we all speak up and into the microphone. Okay. Um, uh, so Trestlespoon hears these uh, young folks come in uh, and they go into the stall uh, together, into the disabled stall, which is immediately suspicious um, but they're not up to anything they're just kind of uh, muttering uh, and I'm uh, sweeping uh, doing little little <laughs> trestle spoon tune trestle spoon tune is he like oh glory hole that'll be interesting you do, you do the old I'm not listening hum <laughs> yeah <laughs> Pay me no heed. Also, I like that the Mountaineer's respite is handicapped but acceptable. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be all sorts of handicaps. 
we have tentacle arm services. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so you um, you overhear this muttered conversation. I sure do. And it essentially plays out the same way that um, the one that Marley heard. Did. Yes. Um, except it is this, this is two townspeople you've seen before, mm. and they are talking about how, how they heard that the resistance is in town, and they're trying to organise some kind of meeting, and they're basically talking back and forward with each other. Are you Are you going to go? I don't. It's too dangerous. To, I mean, the Empire is here. They're here to stay. Well, I mean, what can we do? I, I don't want to get caught. You know, resisting. What about you? And but basically, they talk each other out of it, mm. and you you overhear all the information you need to hear about it. Of course. Um, that. Arkvale are essentially the big bad and that good people need to stand up against them and currently no one is mm-hmm. and that the meeting is at the um, Chapel of Broom at midnight mm. Trestlespoon raises an eyebrow as the the, the, the townsfolk leave a little flyer drops out of their one of their pocket and I, 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 I pick it up and I put it in my pocket I go hmm Trestlespoon <laughs> <laughs> I love Tracer's I love my favourite already. <laughs> I love having in writing the information I just heard. Yes. <laughs> Saying my own name. <laughs> so I don't forget. I imagine after every Tracer Spoon scene, there's this. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Spinning at the camera thing. <laughs> just a little fucking gnome spinning at the camera. Away. Trickery. Okay, and Banfor. Um, Banfor makes it to the hog farm. And he sort of just wanders up to a likely looking fellow and makes himself known as somebody who just needs to make a couple of coppers or, or a silver or two for a, for a couple of days' work. Um, and, and whilst um, shoveling hog shit, uh, he notices a piece of paper in said hog shit that looks like it's been um, thrown away in a hurry. It's all creased and crinkled and whatnots. And it smells of hawk shit now. And it smells of hawk shit. Um, so he approaches the bookkeeper at the hawk farm and asks him to read it to him. Okay. Um, because he can't read. Um, uh, and the book, the bookkeeper looks at it and he's quite. He takes it from you very reluctantly because it's covered in hawk shit. Oh, it's covered in hawk shit. <laughs> it looks as if it's like disgusted look of like. Ugh. I mean, I'm also covered in hawk shit. Thank you. I've slipped uh, over several times. This is, uh, <clears throat> I mean, he's he works on a hog farm. He is used to hog shit, but he didn't want to be handed a piece of paper that covered in it. I mean, he's an accountant as well. Says, uh, <clears throat> uh, and what am I supposed to do with this? Um, I was just wondering, what's, what does it say? Oh, uh, well, it it appears to be some kind of propaganda. Um, says it was says Arkvale. What's 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 propaganda then? Well. Li- <clears throat> Let's not get into that. Um, I have a oh. feeling that that would be a wasted conversation. Was Well, it says Arkvale. You're familiar with Arkvale, I Yes, um, this guy in it is, is sort of tallish. Is that Arkvale? Well, no, Arkvale's the Empire. That's that's just uh, well, we're now part of the Arkvale Empire. Oh, that's nice. Is that nice? It, well, many think it's not. Whoever made this flyer thinks it's not. It's not nice. No, it's, uh, this is actually calling for people to stand up and stand against Arkvale, which uh, who would their right mind would do that? I mean, Arc we Files. didn't want to be taken over, but I mean, they're in charge now. Who stands up against those in charge? I mean, people. People. I mean, uh, you tell me, mate. What's why? 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 Who? Hi, I'm Ben for what? 
Um, was... What does I, I, it say? Gresham, lovely to meet you. Anyway, uh, Banfor? Banfor what? Yes, yeah, me. Right, uh, so, um, well, this, this, to be completely honest, I wouldn't bother with anything like this. It's 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 a call, an invitation to put yourself in grave danger, I would say. Um, but is if it, you're interested, they, are meet, they appear to be meeting at the uh, Chapel of Brune at midnight. Is there any mention of catering? There is not. Although, this one does say something about um, a special appearance by Marley Craft, whoever that is. Oh, I've had this cider. Do you think you should bring any? I, I couldn't possibly speak on the matter. But it's just, oh, that sounds, that's, that sounds, that sounds nice. Okay, do you well. Mind, do you mind, are you going to finish that piece of bread? Uh, since you are putting hog shit covered fingers all over it, I am not. I was going oh, to. Oh, it's terrible. That's um, terrible. Nice you know what? You have that. Finish, finish nice. uh, cleaning out the stables, and uh, I will have uh, six silver ready for you. Six? That's a lot of money, but uh, please that... do not come back. How many is that on my hands? That's your whole hand plus one finger from another. One. One finger. <laughs> Alright, can I take something home with me? Well, it, that depends on what it is. Bag, of, ho- bag of hog shit? Take as much hog shit as you like. Yes. We, we have a surplus of it here. Oh, that's your nice man. Your nice man. Few people say that about me, but thank you very much. Oh, you're alright, you're alright, and then he just touches his face. <laughs> With a very large uh, scarred hand that is also covered in hawk shit. Grisham lets you, but only because you're huge and intimidating. And he just kind of grimaces while he massages shit into his cheek. And Banfor says, Alright then, see you later, mate. If you want to get a drink, let me know. And he sort of goes to leave and then gets a little distracted and kind of just stands quietly in the corner for uh, upwards of six minutes. And then leaves. Grisham shuffles papers waiting for you to leave and just keeps shuffling. <laughs> um, Banfor then leaves and starts, uh, finishes up his work, gets his silvers and takes um, a hessian sack of hog shit with him uh, and begins the long walk back into town. Okay. Great. Cool. Um, so the rest of the day passes. You just do whatever you need to do throughout the day and then we will... Go with, I'll say, Marley and Trestlespoon are already inside the chapel. Mm. And we'll I'm begin. I'm setting up my trumpet in the corner. We'll begin this scene. What wanna, what wanna, what wanna, what Jurassic, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Um, Actually, I'm doing exercises. The And Banfor is walking up to. Uh, the chapel, and it's just a very small, white-painted chapel building, very nondescript. You walk inside, and it's dimly lit by a torch in all four corners, and one on a, or beside a um, podium of some kind, presumably a preacher's pulpit. Is that the right word? Pulpit. Pulpit, Mm. yep. Mm. And so you walk in, and you see, uh, sitting in the front of the church, is the half-elf woman that you saw earlier. And Hello. the gnome that you saw earlier. Oh, Hello, good it's good. you. Mm. Can, I, is, uh, can I sit with you? You're a nice little lad. Does your mummy let you out of the house? No, dear God. You offensive. know he's a gnome, right? Very offensive. He's a what? He's a gnome. Gnome. A, a gnome, not a child. A f- 
a fully grown gnome. They're He's just, a little baby gnome. They're, I'm, no, they're I'm just older small. Than you. you want to sew my lap, mate? We don't get any taller. We, they're, they're just size. small. They're just small. Yeah. Oh, I'm Ben for what? How are you going? Uh, hi, I'm Marley Craft. Hello. Nice to meet you, big man. Hello, little fella. <laughs> How how tall is Bamfor in comparison seven, to me? He's seven foot, and you're less than three. Oh yeah. oh god! Not <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello, out there. you a child. Um, and Bamfor sort of like like airplane, like he's in the window seat of an airplane, just sort of shuffles past you, but like doesn't do the whole trying to like get past you without bumping into you. He sort of just. Just walks into you until you move, and then sits <laughs> in the mi- in the middle of the both right. of you, reeking of hawk shit. Okay, so, image. <laughs> so the three of you are now seated in the front of the church. I just move one chair away, <laughs> just keeping one chair in between. Uh, and four then moves over. <laughs> Coming out from the shadows is steps a, a ruggedly handsome human man, possibly in his mid-thirties. Uh, he's wearing a long, weather-beaten brown coat, and he's got a short sword on his hip. He's holding uh, two small sacks. He puts one of them down on um, a table, and uh, actually he puts both of them down on the table. Mm, bit cool. Big move. It's a foul move. It's a foul move. <laughs> he puts one down, he looks at you and then goes, I'll put the other one down. Um, <laughs> spoon goes, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Two sacks. Two sacks, man! Bamf's still got his um, Asian sack of Um Yes, Bamf stands up and places <laughs> it beside <laughs> the two other sacks and goes, I, I didn't know we were bringing sacks, please. Like, <laughs> it's a sack party. <laughs> Marley literally slaps her forehead and just rests her hand there going oh my god Spoon looks around like are we supposed to bring sacks okay the man sees you do that and he at first he looks annoyed but then he gives you kind of a reluctant smile and gestures with his eyes and his his chin for you to go and take a seat Banffle mutters to himself you've done well mate Fat men like love. <laughs> um, so you take a seat. He glares at your shit sack. <laughs> this slowly expanding pool. It's <laughs> yeah, like, coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he makes a show of picking it up gently, as if he respects it, and then very ki- kindly, like putting it on the floor not far away from the other sacks but not on the same table um Bamfor shouts quite loudly it's a good move mate it's full of shit <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes that much was evident yes um, smell innit it. he gives he gives the three of you a smile then he gestures to sort of the, f- the rest of the room which is empty <laughs> and he says uh, I, I, I thank I thank all of you for coming um Firstly, I'll ask of each of you, um, why why have you come tonight? I'm sorry, I was eating a muffin. <laughs> yes, the catering is very good. <laughs> oh, you brought muffins for everyone. That's most kind of you, uh, young Well, lady. you know, got to feed people wherever you go. Um, well, I mean, I came because somebody gave me a flyer, said that I could play some music, and if I'm really honest, I really don't like the soldiers. Well, nor do I. That's uh, one of the reasons I, I 
called this meeting and why I've been going from town to town doing exactly that. So welcome, welcome. And how about you, uh, my my small diminutive friend? Mm, Trestle Spoon is also eating a muffin. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was eating a muffin. It's a very good muffin. Uh, uh, where I was in the bathroom stall and I overheard these young folks and uh, I just wanted to come down and I've always wanted to do good. So here I am. Uh, Trestle Spoon. Just <laughs> <laughs> says Trestle Spoon at the end of every sentence. And to do good, Trestle Spoon, there is no nobler thing than Trestle to do good spoon. in the face of evil. Trestle Thank you very much for your bravery in coming here. And you, my tall friend. Um, I was just hanging out with my two best friends. Um, and they, they, you know, they, they seemed to be pretty into it. We, we, don't, we don't know him. Uh, yeah, it was a common joke what we make with each other. Um, and I was just, I just thought, you know, these are nice people, um, and maybe, maybe they won't, they won't leave me alone again. Well, I can honestly tell you that with the resistance, you will have a family at your side at all times. Oh, that's, that's lovely. Mine just keep running away. Always. No need to be a Smell like The room goes completely silent. It's, it is the smell part. Says, uh, well, you are very brave in standing up against the Empire and coming here. Oh, yeah, I can stand up most days. <laughs> I, says, I, uh, I'm very disappointed the rest of the town aren't as brave as the three of you. They're scared. Hmm. I, I can understand that. But the three of you have stood up despite the fear. I've spent the past month since the riots in the Holy City, moving from town to town, recruiting brave people such as yourself who want to take back our kingdom from those Arkvale scum. I've come to Farhaven for this purpose and one other. What's that? I need to get an important confidential letter across the lifeblood to my contact in Dapton. Now you guys know the lifeblood is the um, huge rushing river directly to the south of the town which separates the kingdom of Airedale from the next kingdom south which is Tyrannus. Um, and you'll know, uh, you'll have the local knowledge, some of you, that um, the lifeblood is very difficult to cross, except for in one point where there is a large bridge called the Lifeblood Crossing, which is manned by soldiers on both sides, especially now. So the one side we assume is Arkvale Troopers, and the other side is well, the other side, Tyrannus. The other side is Tyrannus, and the at the moment, because of the current climate, the Airedale side is a com- is a kind of combination of Airedale soldiers and Arkvale soldiers, because mm-hmm. Arkvale is just still in the process of mm-hmm. taking over. So, and then he, the man holds out this piece of paper, which is this confidential letter he's just mentioned. And he says, "I would deliver this myself, but with the bounty on my head, I wouldn't get within a mile of that damn bridge." He kind of holds it out to, I, like, in your general direction. I reach out. I'm like, well, I'm a traveller anyway, and I was planning on going to Tyrannus at some point. Apparently they pay performers quite well over there. I could probably deliver a letter. Ah, I love that can-do attitude. You'll go far in this organisation. <laughs> Synergy! Um, he, passes, <laughs> he passes you the letter, uh, so you've now got his letter in your inventory. And he says, so I need you to deliver it to my contact. His name is Smith Corman. You'll find him in the Market Bazaar in Dapton. He describes Smith to you as um, a short, fat, balding man who 
is impossible to miss because he favours ridiculous garish clothing mm. that in his opinion attract more customers than they repel it's sort of his marketing is I'm the guy with the hideous clothes yeah. he says um, <laughs> you, you will not have any trouble finding him the trouble will be getting across the lifeblood and finding your way to Dapton once you're there Smith will give you further instruction sounds easy enough and then as soon as that letter enters your pockets or bag what are you doing with it uh, well, I don't have my bag on me at the moment, yeah. so I'm just chucking it in my pocket. Okay, cool. Um, so as soon as that goes in your pocket, you then hear um, some yelling and boots, thundering footsteps on the wooden floor of the church, and you hear, you are all under arrest for conspiring against the Empress, may she live eternal! And these four soldiers pile into the room, and... Uh, one of them goes straight to the man who was talking to you and just says, um, Killian Rat, there is an enormous bounty on your head. And he starts to try and manhandle the person who was holding the meeting. And, but Killian makes a show of putting his hands in the air of like, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. Um, roll perception, all of you. Oh. 16... 13 for Trestle Spoon and 15 for Marley. <laughs> no, uh, 18. Um, and my perception. Some skills if you. It is minus one, so uh, 15. <laughs> okay, that's still fine. Yeah, all of you notice that he, um, he, while he's putting his hands up in a show of surrender, he, um, you, you notice he actually is winking at you as well. Furiously winking. He just he shoots you all a, like a quick, like, don't worry about this. Okay, in the, ca- in the kerfuffle, while they're looking at him, I take the letter out of my pocket and slip it into my boot, just in case. Okay. And the soldier uh, is trying to manhandle him. He's trying to force Killian to his knees. Um, as he does so, Killian whips out a dagger from his coat and stabs it straight into the soldier's eye. And then he says, Broom does not bend, which is you guys will know as the um, motto of the Brunic faith which is the god of order. Okay. And the soldier screams, clutching at his eye, and Killian then um, grabs the short sword off his hip, stabs right through the soldier's neck. And then he turns to the party and he says, Welcome to the Resistance. Your first mission, don't die. Roll initiative. Oh, it's fucking a battle. Dun, 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 dun. So that's the end of episode one. Thank you so much for downloading and listening and just checking us out. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, feel free to do so. Uh, we are on all the major ones at Fate of Ison. That's F-A-T-E-O-F-I-S-E-N. We'd love to hear from you and we welcome any and all feedback. And if you enjoyed this episode, how about a cheeky five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser? You don't have to, but that would be pretty sweet if you did. Thanks again for listening. We will see you again in episode two. Bye-bye. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.